Kia ora and welcome to Circuit Cast. My name is Mark Williams and today my guest is Maggie Buxton, Director of Arfi World, a Northland studio dedicated to artistic experiment with emerging technologies. Arfi World's latest project is BIOS, an open lab at Whangarei Art Museum. BIOS hosts an interactive research and practice area for local artists who want to experiment with technology including VR, 3D projection mapping, interactive sensors and e-textiles. Within the lab is a series of installations, experiments, and zones from creative professionals based in Scotland, Brazil, and Aotearoa that interface technology with organic materials. To tell us a bit more about BIOS and the ethos of Arfi World, kia ora, Maggie Buxton. Kia ora. Thank you, Mark. Before we get into this exciting project you're doing right now, could we talk a little bit about, about Arfi World? When did you set it up? Who is it? And what is it? Sure. Um, so Arthur World started technically in 2014. It was actually a post uh, postdoctoral kind of research project that morphed into, I guess you could say, a kind of social enterprise, uh, community development project, strange parallel universe, <laughs> creative practice outlet. I actually began Arthur World in South Auckland. I had been given some money by the European Commission to do a research project on alternate reality gaming and I did an alternate reality game in a primary school in East Papakura and that was called Afi World and that was the naming of the company and then kind of emerged postdoctoral research in augmented reality and uh, community development using kind of ideas like portals and parallel realities into a company that kind of did that and then we've been working, first of all, in South Auckland, and then we moved up to Titai Tokoro in late 2017, and we've been working actively in this area since that time. Let's just talk about the current show and the experience of walking into the room. What do you actually see when you walk into this creative technology lab? Sure. Well, I guess um, the first thing is it, it's it's definitely a lab. Um as you walk in, the first thing that you see is a series of mad humps that have been set up by our collaborators with us, Alan Thomas and Vivian Thonga, with my partner Kim and myself. But they've been working really hard on, on thinking through how does biology and technology interweave. And so one of the first things you see is this mad array of pumps. And then as you look around, you'll see large-scale projections a massive, strange, entangled kind of boards and fibres pumping algae around the space. Um, you see works by local fibre artists sitting alongside those tubes of pumping liquid, and, and that, that was co-curated with them. There's also um, a, a large interactive work at the rear of the space that's also kind of a work in progress. So everything in the lab is either... Something that's being developed, a work in progress, an existing installation or artwork, or it's a zone where creatives can come and actually test out or create artwork. The interactive zone is an example of that. So it's kind of one large mad lab, actually. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you mentioned also the organic material when you were making that description there, and that, besides technology, does seem like a really major component of what you've put in the space so why organic material? Why moss? Why spirulina? There's a few different ethoses underpinning the lab, and that was something that Kim, Alan, and Viv and ourselves worked on over a number of months. What's the kind of manifesto behind the practice? One of the key things is accessibility and innovation and creativity with accessible objects, and also twisting or getting people to see, have an insight into everyday things. So a lot of people drink spirulina, but they don't know, for example, that if you distill it or some of the underlying qualities are kind of phosphorescent. 
so that it actually is a luminous quality when you see it in black light. We've just finished a series of intensive labs with Professor Francis Joseph, Claudine Nasalu, and Natalia Fuentes from AUT University, and they did a series of seminars on uh, bioplastics, biomaterials, and 3D printing your own household waste. So there's kind of a real accessibility element, Mark, around what we're doing. And I think there's a kind of subversion of the gallery mindset in so far as, first of all, it's work in progress and experiments. Secondly, it's everyday accessible objects seen in a different way and, and very DIY. And thirdly, it's this kind of evolving, mad kind of, you know, people coming in and bringing their artwork straight into the space and trialing it out rather than going through some of the barriers that often happen in, the, in those settings. And is the invitation to bring your own organic material into the, the gallery as well? <laughs> well, people have, yeah. We already started having people bring things in and say, hey, could you look at this under the microscope? Because Alan's got his microscope set up there and I'm bringing my one the next week. And it's like, you know, if you have pond water, what does it look like on the big screen? And and, and what creative possibilities are there in, in terms of using some of the scientific equipment for various things? And of course, in terms of organic objects, we've had local practitioners working with us Lorraine King and Tehemo Ata Henare, Riva Mendez and Cara Dodson from Maunga Kuratoi and from Akahokianga, respectively. We did a workshop with them a couple of months ago on e-textiles and future fibres, and they've been working on uh, experiments and practice around that and kind of interweaving those newer technologies and pigments and things with their own practice. And then they've created works and then brought them into the lab so that people can kind of be inspired by that literal interweaving of different kinds of materials and practices together. And so you have things like mukha, for example, you know, alongside builder's plastic interwoven with kind of luminescent pigment and mountain daisy interwoven with pigment, you know, all sorts of things. So it's been really, really lots and lots of fun. So signals from some of the organic material goes into a VR environment. What is the basic VR environment and how do the signals from the plant material affect it? We have this pump system that we've set up and it uses paraceltic pumps, which are kind of a medical pump that pulls and also pushes material around like a circulatory system. So if you can imagine mad um, bits of spirulina going around, if you actually look at it in the space or go online and have a look at some of the images, you'll see that the spirulina isn't one continuous kind of stream it's actually got air in it so you'll see little chunks of material going around and so what we have is we have an optical sensor attached to at least one or two of those tubes and the optical sensor can detect between dark and light material so it can tell when organic material is passing by or when it's not and then that's translated into a signal Kim has been doing some nice coding and sent into the server of an organization called Seeds space, ecologies, art and design, which is an international transdisciplinary practitioner network. Now they're based in Aberdeen and Brazil, and at least in this instance, is that right? Yeah, so, so Seeds has a project, going, they've got many projects going, but one of their projects is called Biomod, and that was originally conceived by someone called Angelo Vermeulen, who um, is now closely associated with the European Space Programme and headed one of the Mars missions here, <laughs> the ones where you sit on the <laughs> ground and do Mars things. He conceived Biomod, which is kind of a very similar and ideal to what we're working with, which is that kind of intersection between social aspects like gaming, 
computer science and also biology. And so what, what is happening at the moment is that in Aberdeen, in an old empty phone shop, is a biomod installation with moss, moss and mushrooms and computers and sensors all talking to one another. And that is sending signals to us and also um, receiving signals from us. There's also a very, very small installation, Baia, in Brazil, B-A-H-I-A. And Fred has an installation there in his home that also involves moss and moisture sensors and so forth. And he's picking up signals and sending them to us. And then Fred has also done a web-based VR system, which you can access the links on our website. And our signals are being sent to him and changing something in that VR environment. And then finally, a gentleman who's also part of Seeds, Daniel, he's set up a, a native VR in a, an environment called Sansar, um, very old environment for anyone who's listening. Sansar is quite an old, an avatar-based environment. And that doesn't have signals going to it, but it, it's a virtual kind of parallel reality lab with all sorts of mad flying mushrooms and pipes and things that look like our lab and the thing in Aberdeen. Like it's one giant VR installation signal strange altered reality across the planet (laughs) 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 and I guess you know the impulse behind it first of all it's really important to me as a practitioner and also my partner Kim to remain connected to an international network because I think if you work in community and particularly in the regions I don't know if anyone's listening it becomes very almost like an echo chamber or very isolating and mm-hmm. if you're not part of a university network, you're not an academic arts practitioner or whatever, you, you don't get the money to go over to ICEA and, you know, or ours Electronica or drop off to various places. You, It's very hard to get to conferences and network with international colleagues. So we need to find ways to do that cleverly. How do you collaborate when you're in a region that becomes cut off so often? And so for my way of thinking was how do I connect with Angelo, who I know from many years ago when we worked in an organisation called Foam Together in Brussels, we collaborated with Foam Brussels. How do we find a way to connect our two worlds together? And Seeds is excellent at doing that. They have nodes in Philippines and, and right across Europe and Brazil. And we sort of became a funny little node of that, really, and then conceived of these portals being opened in various ways between these physical installations and these virtual installations. And that's, for me, that's the really fun part of BIOS and what we're doing. It just feels like every time I go in there, I feel like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I know that I'm connecting to these other parts of the world. Would the kind of ideal future for Arfi World be to have like some sort of centre where people could come and just every day do some sort of new technologically led engagement with the rest of the world? I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying is what happens to these kind of connections when the exhibition ends if you come in as a member of the public? Okay, well, first of all, it's a lab. Okay, yes, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the lab, yes. And, and it's um, it's really interesting because it's um, just in that point because it's very, very hard to get people out of the mindset of we're in a, a gallery, so therefore we must be an exhibition. And it's kind of almost completely subverting the idea of an exhibition. I mean, but you can read it as that. Like you could come and just look around at stuff and see, read it as an exhibition. But it is actually a working lab. So actually the BIOS is part of the ARFI Incubator Project. We were given funding by the Ministry of Cultural Heritage's Innovation Fund to run a year-long incubator program in Northland. And so this is one of two labs that we'll be doing and doing a number of different workshops. And we're also working 
and doing active coaching and mentoring with a, a cluster of community organisations and or individuals. And so while the lab itself may be ending on June 18th, the incubator will be going for the next year. And anyway, Kim and I are members of SEEDS, and so we're really seeing what we're doing at the moment as kind of a way of kind of building a collaborative node here in New Zealand to do uh, not just things to do with Afi World and the incubator, but also maybe some SEEDS projects. And so it feels like it's about one opportunity of many to continue that collaboration. And not just them, there's, there's opportunities to collaborate with a number of different organisations overseas. And I think this lab and also the incubator has been a really good opportunity to reconnect with people that I knew when I lived over in Europe and the UK and to kind of remember that even though I'm in the regions that I can still find ways to do really exciting things that are progressive, interesting, you know, critically aware and connected to place because it, even though there's VR spaces and various other things, you know, in, in Aberdeen they're in this shop and Amy Holt who's running that particular installation Biomod part you know, she's from Aberdeen and she lives there and she loves the place. And so she's very place-focused. So it's connected to other place-focused people as well. What should anybody bring if they want to participate in a lab? It's kind of bringing just an open mind and just coming along in the first instance. We've got an interactive zone where you can bring digital content and kind of see it moving image at scale and also try out kind of being interactive. One of the things I've been really excited about talking with Circuit about is there's often a lot of people who work in moving image, but they're often maybe not able or not quite in the space where they can make their works interactive or turn them into more of an interactive installation piece or move them into three dimensions or um, use 3D prediction mapping in different ways. So it's taking things out of 2D into another you know, dimension, essentially. And so we're really excited to talk to people through the circuit network, who, particularly those in Titai Tokoro, who are wanting to kind of move their work into a different space and at least, you know, come in and we can talk to you about your project and see what's possible. And it may be that you're doing some really, really exciting work and want to share it with us because we're not super experts. We're just working in community, building capacity and and doing all sorts of mad projects everywhere. But we want to connect with others as well. So maybe, Mark, the other invitation is just people to bring themselves and connect We'd like to connect with you and then we can connect those people with other people in case they're, you know, feeling a little isolated with their mad experiments they're doing. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you and hear more about your project, which is so fantastic. And uh, all the best with the remainder of the lab. We'll keep in touch. <laughs>